You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, and whether this is your first time or your returning guest, I welcome you to this conversation because this is the place where you as a dad are going to be cheered on, equipped, and championed in your role as a dad from me as a woman who wants to teach you some insider trade secrets on how to connect with your daughter's heart. And because you're in relationship with women everywhere who all of them are daughters, I just want you to know that these things you learn here apply even beyond your relationship with your daughters, even to those with your sons and the women around you. Well, you know the grid every week that guides our conversation on your mark, get set, go on your mark, Is the topic or the theme get set is filling that in with stories and stats and go is always your practical action step so that you can put these truths and these teachings and these ideas into action. And I love that grid of you guys seeing yourselves standing side by side each other. Can you see it? Whether you are a track star or cross country athlete, you know what that's like when you're waiting for the gun to blow and you're going to take off. And I want you to picture that while I'm there as your coach cheering you on with those three words that I just shared on your mark, get set, go. Well, today, the on your mark, the topic is called 10 grounding tools for your fathering toolbox. And I want you to know, I've been doing these podcasts, radio since 2016, and this is one of my favorite topics I've ever done. And I'm so not only honored that you're here, but I'm thrilled to be able to literally equip you as a dad in some ways that I believe you may have actually never been resourced in the past. Now, maybe some of you have been to therapy, to counseling, Today is going to feel a little bit like a counseling session in a way that I trust will feel empowering for you because you'll be learning some things that you've never heard in a sermon, you've never learned in school, you may have never learned anywhere, which leaves you at a deficit, not only as a man, as a dad, but also as a father. And so today I want you to envision, I told you about, you know, side by side each other running your fathering race. Now picture me again as your coach, inviting all of you into my home office and we're all going to sit down and I'm going to teach you some things from my heart to yours, from my clinical experience of 27 years, right? In the trenches with people based on feedback that I regularly get. I'm not exaggerating when I say weekend and week out where Adult men and women don't know how to calm themselves, how to, we call it ground yourself, which means when you get triggered, something flips the switch on and you hit a big number of intensity that you don't always know what to do to ground yourself, to calm yourself so that you can be that dad you want to be and the hero you want to be. And that's so often the stories that I hear, whether it's from adults who are parents or whether I hear this from kids, teenagers, or even sometimes hearing it from adult children who are still hurting because of ways their mom and dad 
Again, here I'm talking more specifically about father intensity and how that impacts kids. I'm sure you have your own stories where you think of how your dad's response, your mom's response may still trigger you even today. So dad, if you want to add more tools to your fathering toolbox today, I'm going to be giving you a quote unquote package, like a whole pile of tools, and I'm calling them grounding tools to get your feet on the ground. Okay. Basically answering the question, what do I do when I get triggered or activated to an intense emotion? What tools can I activate in order to ground myself? Because yes, we can be supported by someone else, but at the end of the day, I want you to have resources, tools that you can activate in order to do your own calming work so that you're the best you that you can be. Okay. So I'm going to start by kind of using a couple analogies. One of them is an airplane analogy. You hear how often when we get on the plane, they will say, you know, as the parent, put the oxygen mask on you first, then you put it on your kid. Why? Because if you don't put it on you first, you're both going down. You're both going to die. You're both going to run out of oxygen. But if you first put the oxygen mask on you, then both of you can live because then you have enough air to help support and give life support to your child. Well, it's the same here. This is about you getting the oxygen mask on you. Another analogy I would use is that if your car isn't working, you don't look at the light on the dashboard and say, I'm going to take a hammer and bang that thing out. I'm not going to look at it because I don't want to think anything's wrong with my car. So therefore, I'm going to take that you know, indicator light and I'm going <laughs> to smash it and demolish it. No. That light is there to tell you something's going on somewhere you can't see and something's going on under the hood, under the car, in the wiring. And so you stop and you lift the hood of the car, right? And you look inside at the wiring. You look and lift things up, get underneath the car, look, you're looking, you're looking and you're listening. It's the same here. Why would you do it any different? Really, if you think about it, with your car than you would do with yourself. So then indicator light, dad, I want you to hear this. The indicator light on the dashboard of you is when you hit a big number of intensity. On a zero to 10 scale, that means you hit an eight, a nine, or a 10. You hit it fast, you hit it furious, and you hit it intensely. That's the indicator light on your dashboard saying there's more underneath the surface. You've heard me say this before. I want to say it again in case you ever missed it, but by way of repetition, because it's so vital to know this, is that when you hit an 8, 9, or 10, or anyone does, it's always old stuff. Say that with me. Always old stuff. And here's the deal. It's always your old stuff or my old stuff. It's not somebody else's old stuff. If I hit that intense number, it's something in my history Another analogy I will often say with my clients is that when I bought my house and I turned on the light switch, I didn't install it. The wiring, the hard wiring is behind the wall. But in the present, if I turn the light switch on and activate light, it comes on. There's a response. But the wiring was installed long before that present moment. Again, that's the same here. Whatever gets activated in the present is like flipping on that switch, but the wiring behind you, the wiring behind the wall that goes way back 
it usually goes back to before the age of about five. It's real early childhood stuff that sets a foundation. And for some of you with younger daughters, that may be very, very helpful to be reminded of right now is that when you are shaping your little daughters and sons, that is building a foundation for how they will respond in adulthood. So the more you can ground yourself, get yourself calmed, the less traumatic injury you will be causing to the little girl, the little boy that you held in your arms when they were born and thought, I never want to hurt them. But when they get on your last nerve and they push your buttons, it's so easy to override your wish, your desire, your hope, your dream to be a great role model and influence. And you're all the way back in your old stuff. So think of the eight, nine, or 10 as that indicator light on the dashboard, not to go to shame. I'm so ashamed of myself, which is typically feeling bad about who you are, or you're not going to guilt, where you're feeling bad about what you do, though healthy conviction is good. But I'm talking about the debilitating, toxic shame that takes us down, which doesn't propel us forward. It just tends to stick us in the mud. So today's conversation is about having you do self-examination, self-reflection, enough to say, I'm hitting a bunch of eight, nines, or tens, and I don't know what to do with it. So Dr. Michelle is going to give me some practical action steps today to help me unstick. How's that sound? Okay, I first want to teach you, before I give you these 10 things, is just a concept that's worth understanding. And it's called window of tolerance, that we all have an amount of space, if you will, inside of us that of what we can handle, which is why one person might say, you know, I can handle a lot of physical pain and I didn't need to take any Advil. Whereas another person, you know, scratches their finger and they're taking four. There's not really any benefit to telling someone you need to be, you know, tough and not let this bother you or you're too sensitive because we all have different wiring, just like we have different fingerprints and DNA, right? Is this is about honoring the individual ways we're wired because we all have different personalities, different temperaments, different sensitivities, different tastes, you know, even taste buds, right? We all like different things. So we all have a different capacity. And I would love to challenge you as I challenge myself to say, let's work on increasing our window of tolerance so that we can be less reactive and more proactive and handle more with resilience. I'm sure you're right there with me, wanting that, wishing for that. But again, if we've never been taught either in our family of origin or anywhere else, how to ground ourselves, I ask the question, where do we learn it? How can we know what we don't know, right? So today, my trust, my hope, my goal is that at the end of the 10 tools that I give you, the grounding tools for your fathering toolbox, that you will begin to have some resources to practice and practice again and go over with repetition so that they become second nature when you're triggered. Because the more you practice and repeat these different options, I'll, I'll say it that way, just like when you go to your toolbox, you have different options for different jobs. 
then you are more equipped, dad, to handle some of the things that your kids throw at you, that life throws at you, that activates really big numbers inside so that you can titrate down. Another analogy is picture yourself walking up the side of a building on a ladder that's attached and every step you take up, every rung of that ladder represents getting more intense and more intense and more angry or more ready to blow when you get to the top. So these are tools that as you have them in your toolbox, or maybe you like the idea of tool belt, but you can literally begin to take steps down that ladder to ground yourself. Sounds good, right? I know you need this. That's why I told you, men, I am so excited today. And yes, that's the word, even though it's a heavy topic, because I want to really bring you something that will make a difference in your own personal life and that out of that will flow, I believe, a better version of you so that you can literally be the man you want to be, the dad you want to be, and the hero you want to be. Because at the end of the day, we're on the same page with that. Okay, let me begin by giving you some of these and then we'll take a quick break so you can catch your breath. Okay, number one, when I just said catch your breath, that is actually the first one, breathing. Now that might sound very elementary. You're like, okay, Dr. Michelle, this is kind of a no-brainer. Of course I'm breathing. I'm breathing right now. That's not the kind of breathing I'm talking about, men. It's that when you stop and focus on your breath and you take four slow breaths as you inhale, one, two, three, four, and then exhale to six. Out, two, three, four, five, six. You are helping to calm your arousal system. Not that I want to get too, you know, neurologically, psychologically, like intense or out in the weeds, but I want you to understand this is that we have what's called a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system. So when our sympathetic nervous system is activated, we go into fight, flight, freeze is another one. Or faint is another word some clinicians will use. And another one that, that's really powerful is called fawn, which is where it's more of a submissive kind of non-combative stature, you know, kind of state, I would say more probably than a stature or a place we're in is that we're just kind of, we're going to kind of be in a state where we melt down. So fight, flight, freeze, faint, fawn. And these kind of states that we can be in are statures, you know, because some of them we might stand and feel like we're frozen and we can't talk. Some of them are where we kind of are in a position or a posture where we're, we're underneath and don't feel like we have any power or we're fighting back or we're physically running away or emotionally. We're just kind of zoning out. All of those responses are normal to the human condition. So when we're in those modes, we want to activate, those are called sympathetic nervous system. We want to activate our parasympathetic nervous system, which helps to calm that arousal state. Breathing is the first place you want to start. Four breaths in, six out. And I would say do about four repetitions of that. Okay, so you got that one. Okay, that's number one. Number two, this one is called the UFO hold. And it stands for unwinding frontal 
occipital hold. I know that's a mouthful. That's why we call it UFO hold. So when your body is literally on fire, that's that eight, nine, or 10, try taking one of your hands and put your palm of one of your hands on your forehead. So I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. I'm taking my left hand, I'm putting my palm on my forehead, and I'm taking the palm of my right hand now and putting it on the back of my head, you know where it jets out right there just a little bit, and that's called the occipital area behind your eye sockets. So as you can tell, your hands are pretty much parallel to each other. And like if you took your hands and rubbed them together, you would feel them getting warm, right? Well, when you do a hold like that, the UFO hold, it also helps to calm that arousal system. And it helps you ground and calm your own physical body. And I've known some people, Christians, namely, who will say, just pray, say a verse. Yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that as one of my resources later, number 10. But sometimes we can't get there until we have first lowered our arousal system in our physical body. So these all work together, but I put this one at the top so that you have a resource to calm your body and its arousal system first. You can also do this on someone else or have them do this on you. One hand on your forehead, one hand on the back of your head, or one hand on someone else's forehead, one hand on the back of their head. You can use this with your daughters. You can use this with friends, spouses. It is super powerful. I can tell you I've done this in counseling sessions for a couple decades. I've had people walk in. I'm going to need the hold today. You got it. And I'll do it for 20 minutes as we talk, as we ground together. So it's not only a resource for you in your fathering toolbox, but that's one that you can also use with each other. Okay, next one, tapping. Now the, the, I keep talking about neurology, psychologically sound kind of advice or wisdom or counsel I'm giving you today. I want to always back this in science. I do a lot of continuing ed and I'm not citing all my sources. You can write me if you want to know more. You can, you know, put that into your search engine, but there's science, there's a lot of research that backs up the things I'm teaching you today. So one is called tapping or bilateral stimulation. So bi means two, lateral means side to side, and stimulation, you know that word activation. So when we REM sleep, rapid eye movement, our eyes are going from left to right, left to right, right back and forth under our eyelids, rapid eye movement. Well, we can activate right left hemisphere movement in our bodies in order to help us ground and calm our arousal systems. So here goes, Dad. What I want you to do right now is take your right hand and put it on top of your right thigh as you're sitting down. If you are, take your left hand, put it on the top of your left thigh. And I want you to kind of go up, down. So you're just kind of, you're, you can maybe, you know, you're kind of da, da, da. So you're tapping one part of your leg, and then the other part, you know, so you're right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. This kind of rhythm is calming. I think about how often with our kids, we end up with babies. Nobody gives us lessons. Granted, we see other people, but we tend to rock, don't we, from right to left, right to left, side to side in order to calm a distressed infant. But sometimes when we're big kids or we're adults, we don't get that same kind of calming or soothing rhythm 
when we're distressed. So this UFO hold in is one way, right, to calm our arousal system. But this one about tapping, see how these things kind of weave in together as, as things you can combine. Bilateral stimulation will help calm you and soothe you when you're distressed. I'm going to give you some more ideas, but I can already tell this is going to be a two-part series because I have got way more here in my notes to give you. So today we're going to do five. I've just made an executive decision so that I don't wear you out. I'm going to give you five options this week and five next time because I want you to have more activation of these tools rather than just shoving your toolbox full and then as you go out and do life, you're like not even using them because you you got them from somebody and you put them in your toolbox, but you didn't really know how they worked. So I would rather make sure that you know what I'm talking about as I teach you these things than just cram a bunch in. How's that sound? Well, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about bilateral stimulation, and then I'll give you two more for this first part of a two-part series on tools for your fathering toolbox. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Campfield, the Dad Whisperer, and today's topic is part one of 10 grounding tools for your fathering toolbox. I I was wondering if this would, would end up being a two-part series, and see, I'm already there because I don't want to wear you out with too many words this first time and flood you because actually that concept of flooding has to do with our brains and how God wired them is this front part of your brain and your daughter's brain, everyone's brain, right? We call this the frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex. This is where we make sound decisions and we have judgments and reasoning and clarity, basically, for lack of another word. This is the front part of our brain. Well, the midbrain, which is behind that and deeper inside, when we get activated and hit an 8, 9, or 10, as I told you earlier, that midbrain limbic system gets activated and floods, it's called, our frontal prefrontal cortex and we go offline, which is why when we hit rage or an 8, 9, or 10 on an intensity scale, sometimes not only do we not fully remember what we said or did, but we're out of control. And that isn't good for you. It isn't good for anybody around you. And so that's why today I'm truly walking you through these things, dad, so that you can be the best version of you and the best dad that you want to be and your daughter needs you to be. Okay. I told you before we land the plane, I'm going to give you more specifics on tapping. 
So I had you do this on your on your thigh, right, left, right, left, right, left. And you don't want to go real fast, do, 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 because you're kind of doing this to calm. You can do this in the car. You could do this at a business meeting under the table by squeezing right, left, thigh, right, left. It's an awesome tool that you can take on the go. You can also lace your fingers together. This one is called ladybug hug. And what you do is your fingers are laced. Lift just your right fingers up while your left stay down and then alternate. Now put your right fingers down as your hands, right, are kind of in a clasped position. Now lift your left fingers up while your right stay down, and you go right, left, back, forth. And it kind of looks like a ladybug, right? That's why I got that name. And again, I've learned all these things from other clinicians that do EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which I'm certified in. And and that's where I've gleaned all these things. So I'm giving you guys all my best tools that I've learned in over 27 years of clinical counseling practice. As a licensed professional counselor, PhD, health psychology, master's in counseling psychology. Okay. Another one is called a butterfly hug. So just right now, cross your arms in front of you. And you've got one arm, one hand that's on your, you know, your left hand is on your right arm and your right hand is on your left arm, right? It's kind of an X across the front of you. And this one is called a butterfly hug. You lift up your right hand, then you lift up your left hand, lift up your right, lift up your left. And that back and forth movement, that bilateral stimulation will help calm your arousal system. So that number three, tapping, like I said, you can use it with breathing, you can use it with the UFO hold, but and alternate them, but these work together. Okay, number four, your fourth tool for your fathering toolbox to help you ground is to visualize a safe place. This can be make-believe, it can be something that doesn't exist in real life, or it can be real. I have lots of clients that picture a beach with the waves coming in and out. It can be a place you've been. It can be a place you've never been. It could be fabricated. You could have a ski slope right there on the beach. You can you can mix anything you want. You can bring mix metaphors. It can be sci-fi. It can be real. Whatever you want that to be, that place that you imagine in your mind's eye that's completely safe. No one can hurt you there. And that's why we call it a safe place. And when you have that imaginary place in view, then do the next part. Invite any animals or people or things there that make you feel safe. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be an animal. It could be Jesus there right with you in that place. It could be going down ski slopes in Switzerland and you're at the top of the Matador. Anything. It could be you're on a planet in space. It could be that you want something smaller and you want to be in your bedroom or a closet or your office or the closet in your office. Anything you picture. It could be your car going down a freeway, you know, in Mexico. Anything that feels safe and good to your spirit, I guess I would say. You know, that feels good to the insides of you. You can add blankets or birds or, you know, sunshine and wind and rainbows and snow and anything that you want. Could be books or chairs. It could be anything that you want there and anyone you want there. So that's number four. So you can see how you can visualize your safe place and do the UFO hold. Visualize your safe place and tap all while you're breathing. See how they go together? And number five, this one is humor. 
So neuroscientists confirm the importance of laughing together. So when you're triggered, this isn't just a distraction method where you go to your computer and you type into your search engine things to make me laugh. But you can do that without a doubt. Something where you intentionally and consciously activate another space inside you that will lift the heaviness and will lighten what distress you're feeling in an intentional way. So this isn't about laughing at what's heavy or laughing at yourself. It isn't that. It's that you are activating something inside of you as a resource. And especially if you laugh with someone else, neuroscientists say our brains release chemicals when we laugh with someone else in ways that strengthen those long-term relationships and reinforce social bonding. So you see the benefit of that even with someone else where we co-regulate with their affect. A-F-F-E-C-T is another way of saying emotion, okay? What they're feeling with someone else where we regulate and they gift us, they give us that gift. Okay, let me tell you one more Really, I think I love neuroscience. I don't know if you do, but I'll, I'll maybe let my joy. See, co-regulation, I'll let you experience my joy in some of the things that I read that are in that realm. And there's an article that I read, The Neuroscience of Laughter and How to Inspire More of It by authors Berzin and Liss. And they claim that laughing swaps the cortisol, right? That's a stress hormone in our bloodstream with highly sought after chemicals of dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins. So dopamine, that can enhance learning and motivation and attention, right? Oxytocin is the bonding hormone, right? So that helps us feel connected and we have feelings of pleasure. And then what we know about endorphins is they improve immune functioning and stress relief and improve cardiovascular health, reduced anxiety, a sense of safety and improved mood. So the benefit of laughter and humor is to say, I'm going to intentionally take that tool out of my toolbox, my fathering toolbox today, because I need a break from heavy or from where I feel ready to blow and then my kids get it, but they have nothing to do with the buildup. They just get the overflow and then none of us are doing well. So dad, on the end of this part One of a two-part series now on 10 grounding tools for your fathering toolbox. I want to review these five and say between now and next time, I want you to choose one of these. That's your go step that you are going to begin practicing in real time as much as you can between now and the next time we meet. Okay. So number one is breathing four breaths in six out and you practice doing that repeatedly. UFO hold, unwinding frontal occipital hold. One hand on your front of your forehead, the other hand on the back of your head where you have that jetting out space. And during that time of calming yourself, where you'll feel the relaxation go from the top of your head to the tip of your toes, you're breathing in and out. That unwinding frontal occipital hold, UFO hold, will be a great tool to practice lowering your distress and your intensity and arousal when you get activated. Number three, tapping, also called what? Bilateral stimulation. So that's that movement right-left hemisphere that you're activating in your body that's similar to a rocking motion to help soothe and calm yourself. So you can do the ladybug hugs, fingers laced together, 
or butterfly hugs where you cross your arms. Number four, visualize a safe place. So find that place. It's safe because no one knows about it. So you can, in your mind's eye, go to that place anytime you want. You can hear your own thoughts. You can meet with Jesus and have a conversation. You can visualize getting away where you can breathe and think. And you can add anyone or anything to that place. And last, humor. Activating laughter intentionally as a resource to lighten your mood and activate dopamine, oxytocin, and endorphins. Well, there you go. Part one of a two-part series. I'll see you back in a couple weeks. And dad, I encourage you to put these tools into action so that they don't just stay in your toolbox. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been truly great to be here with you all. And I trust you'll join me again for part two. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield signing off and encouraging you to make today a day, dad where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. If you're looking for more resources to support the father-daughter relationship, or if you want to connect personally with Dr. Michelle, you can find all the information you need at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. And remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.